1: Brought to you by State Farm.
2: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, it is time for the Power Hour inside the
3: locker room. That's right, hour number two here, live at the eleven o'clock hour. That's right. And in case you're keeping count, it is T minus fifty nine minutes till lunchtime. Um, I'm keeping count. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, much much more so than you are keeping count of the calories, right? I mean, yeah, we True. always follow the, that timer more than our, because I, I look at the calories, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a speed limit sign. It, it, you know, you, you look at it and you say, "Okay, that's what's preferred, not necessarily what's a hard and fast rule. You can go a little over, you know, <laughs> 10 miles over." <laughs> but uh but most importantly, we are slowing down a little bit, you know, we're hitting the caution flag here because we got to bring in the one, the only, the maestro of Steel City Insider, aka the editor in chief and also the author extraordinaire um, a guy who you can find on bookshelves across this greater United States. I'm sure I would say continental 48, but I'm sure you can find it in Alaska and Hawaii as well. The Palomalo book and paperback and also his, his website, jimwexel.com outside of steelcityinsider.com is the one, the only Mr. Jim Wexel. How are you doing today? Wex on this Wex Wednesday.
2: I, I'm doing, I'm doing okay, Max. Thanks for asking. Thanks for that intro and thanks for marketing for me. So I won't have to. <laughs> yes, there you go.
1: Hey, Shameless the, plugs always accepted here. Let me let me ask him. How's your new year going so far? <laughs> oh, did you hear me say that? Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, I, was, I thought I was on. I thought I was on pause there while I was holding for you. <laughs> I, I was, I'm walking. I'm walking out of the locker room. I just uh, told somebody about a tragic event, and oh. and I was asked how things are going, and uh, I said to him, thinking I was on hold. What do you say when people ask how your New Year's going so far? Well,
0: now, hold on. For clarity, I said I hope you're having a good New Year so far. I didn't ask any questions. I just put out a a salutations, (laughs) all right? All right, now I'll turn my mic off.
1: (laughs) You know, this is what the locker room's like. Just a lot of gibberish (laughs) is basically what it's like. That's okay. I I, I swim in gibberish
2: every day. (laughs) Speaking of which... Speaking of which, have you seen those stories out there about Kenny Pickett? I haven't heard yes. of, a, haven't heard a word. Jeez. <laughs> They're the most idiotic things you ever want to read. I mean, it, it has to be from somebody who has no idea what Kenny's like or can't understand what he's like just from watching him on TV because he's about as authentic as it gets. I think he's just high character. I I read. I think I read character easily, and I think Kenny's a, always been a quality class act. And, um, you know, what's funny, one of these reports um, was scoffed at by another reporter. And that reporter gets a call from somebody who works for uh, Barstool Sports, some big uh, blogger, mm-hmm. dealer's blogger. And uh, he tells him, hey, you know, incredible. These other guys got the report from me, and I'll tell you where I got it from. You scoff. This is another reporter telling me what he got his phone call from this uh, a barstool sports dude who I never heard of, so I don't know. He says uh, that he heard it from Jersey Jerry, whose good, who's good buddy Jim is uh, back home in Jersey where Kenny lives.
1: That's oh, no. where they got it. You got to be yeah. kidding me. Jersey
2: uh, Jerry and his buddy Jim. And so yeah. people are running with it. People oh are running with it because if you call three, four guys, then you they've all heard the same story, and then how can it be refuted? Oh. Three, four different guys are reporting this. Well, then you get an echo chamber. Kind of crap, yeah. This is, yeah, what, what, what did I say I was swimming in? Gibberish. <laughs> Gibberish. Gibberish. Exactly. Yeah. So, we got the gibberish portion of our uh, interview here done. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for letting me clear what I know of.
1: Well, very good indeed. And, you know, I, I agree with you. He is such a high character dude. And I, I can't believe that he would risk a captaincy by doing anything untoward like that. You know what I mean? Because the guys in the locker room vote for you. And they know. They'll know one way or another. You know? And I, I just I couldn't believe it. So, anyhow... We're moving forward because we got Mason doing something that I, I, to me, just find I find spectacular. This young man who was, you know, we all know the travails that Mason has been through over the, the previous years, right? And for him to come right. out and do the things that he's doing right now, he is a summation right now of all his experiences. And this is why I have great hope. You do see guys like Gino, Geno Smith, Geno Smith is, is really a guy that very much like, like uh, a Mason and it, sometimes it takes longer for these guys to dial in and get the job done in the way that they know that they can do, um, you know, than earlier. I mean, so I think it's just about taking time.
2: Yeah. You know, Wolf, you were one of the few and I was as well at the end of that, uh, I forget which, exactly what year it was, where he played it. He started against Cleveland. I think they lost, but he looked really yes. good. Yes. And we kept writing that in the offseason.
1: Yep, yep.
2: And I don't know if that, it was the next season where they brought Trubrisky in or not, but everybody goes back to the Detroit game or the concussive series of games that he had when he was right? and humiliated and jeered by Steelers fans for looking weak for having his helmet taken off his own head and bashed. And then he was called a racist and you know, all of that is just all garbage, more gibberish. Yes. I thought we were away from the gibberish, <laughs> but, um, uh, anyway, uh, I, you and I stuck with him. There were some in town that stuck with him, but for the most part, people wanted to run him out of town. And, uh, I know you really loved that Cleveland game and the things he did, especially the running He was tough. He showed toughness. He showed leadership then. So it's no surprise what he's doing uh, as far as a tough guy and a humble guy and a class guy and a leader. Uh, Some of the, uh, the performance on the field might be a little bit of a surprise. But I think to me, it's only a little bit of a surprise, not a not a huge surprise.
3: No, I mean, and, and I, I read something, uh, you know, Vince Williams kind of, kind of talking about Mason um, I loved and it. just his journey. Yeah, it, w- it was a great, right? It was, it was a great tweet when you go through there, and like you said, you swim through a pool of gibberish and cannon fodder, and incendiary yeah. things and divisive things. Like that was one that was meant to just highlight and shine a spotlight on a guy, just as a teammate and as and as a player, and just give you an introspective look. And it's like people, you know, people even in those, you know, that's why I don't read the comments. I'm like, I'm like, I can't read these comments, but I can read the statement and it it was a nice piece. And it wasn't, it wasn't disparaging, you know, Kenny or anything like that. It was just talking about Mason, which I think we kind of, we kind of lose that part of the story that, you know, Hey, this is a guy that's one of the few offensive veterans that was drafted by this team. And that's still been here after five years, you know, and people, people want to look at all kinds of other things around is like no just take it for what it is like this is this is Mace has been building for this opportunity again and now he's he's just taking it cuz he has nothing to lose right he's not he's not going to all of a sudden become the franchise quarterback after two games no but he's doing the job that was asked of him to come in because of injury because of performance and he came in and did the job Kenny only reason that he's out is because he's injured he had surgery he had a surgery he had an operation he had yeah. a procedure whatever word you want to use and that's the reason why he's not in there. It's not because of other and things and people are trying to create. Kenny,
2: Kenny, explained, Kenny explained how, uh, there there is a process that players who are kind of, who are banged up and hurt coming off of surgery. There's a process that they go through to play and, and it's not an easy process and it's something he would have been able to do had he been needed. But since he wasn't needed, since Mason played so well, Kenny wasn't needed. And if you're not needed, if you would have been the number one, uh, that that's the way that the talk went with him. Then there's no reason if you can't be the number one, then you can't be the number three. either. And that's what, how Kenny yeah. explained it. And I, be, I believe, him, to, oh, to my core, I believe yeah. him. I don't know if anybody's ever spent five minutes with that kid, you know, he's a straight shooter.
1: Absolutely. And he's the
2: one that called that press conference. He wanted to clear the air about this, uh, the 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 uh, gibberish is that he supposedly told him, "No, I'm not a backup." He used the must have used the old Bubby line or something. <laughs> I, 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 I don't wow. mop up, and uh, and then uh, the coach decided, "Well, then you're not anything," and that just isn't the case. It's yeah. just not what happened.
1: No, and I think yeah. now I'm glad he was able to put that forward and get the air cleared and stuff like that. So we can move forward with what's important. Well, there's, there's still a lot of
2: people saying that this is the Steelers doing their uh, cleanup of a mess and that the compliant Pittsburgh media is going along with it.
1: I'm not compliant with anybody. You know that Wolf. <laughs> yes, I do know that. I do know and, that know, exceedingly well. Yes.
2: Like I told people on our message board at steel city Insider. When I tell you bad things, when I tell you I don't like a guy, it's not a personal agenda because he didn't give me an interview once. I, I do that because you want the truth. So when I say a guy's a good guy, that's the truth, too. I'm not just carrying water for the team.
1: No. No, Kenny's I mean, always I, been I, a man I, of character. I mean, let's go. Yeah. I mean, you know this. Yeah. You know that inside and out as everybody does. So to me – Well, apparently
2: some people can't read character.
1: Oh. Well, I, I don't I don't know what else to say about it. Well, I do know what yeah. to say about this. Mason's got the ball. We're moving forward to Baltimore. <laughs> and you keep trying to move me forward. <laughs> well, th- the point is, I, to me, you know, I, I understand. I know what you're saying. I, I agree with you totally, okay? But on yeah. the other hand of it, I also know that there is a game coming up, and the story is going to be the game itself because this is Baltimore. Man, this is not right. like going into – Japers, I don't know, Syracuse, and playing Syracuse University. Oh, did I just diss my own school? Cadzooks, yeah, man. Yes. Yes, so I did. Good. Okay. So no. This you know is... what's funny? Is, there ahead. were
2: some Syracuse fans. Uh, there was a Syracuse fan that got on Facebook. He lives in Buffalo. And he was lamenting that uh, the poor Bills have to go to Miami, and Jacksonville's going to beat Tennessee, and the Steelers have a layup against Baltimore. How <laughs> I do you actually, that well if they because they're not going to start their starters apparently Uh, that's his thinking yes I don't think that's been announced but I I think there's a good chance the key guys will be rested. right and I said hey I don't know if if you're aware of this rivalry or not (laughs) they would love nothing better than to knock the Steelers out of the playoffs and frankly the Steelers have already lost to a couple JV teams this year so Losing to a, a bunch of second stringers from Baltimore is, is feasible. It's, it's a possibility. <laughs> but not, over, not, not after the last two weeks.
3: I feel strong and encouraged about it, but no. I mean, but it would be the feasible thing is that you do want to rest some key players because, like you said, the potential for injury and the way that this defense is hitting people, I don't know if I want to expose Lamar Jackson to that um, since you've dodged a bullet almost this entire season and keeping him healthy. I don't know if you do that, and you know, do you want to lose a pass rusher uh, in this in this punishing run game? Uh, You know, that's where I think of you know, err on the side of caution at the end of the day. Like you got the number one seed, you've locked it up. This game doesn't matter, even though it's a rivalry, because you could have a Brian Billick syndrome, and you (laughs) lose your starting, you lose another key player like Jamal Lewis.
2: I I mean, these these backups are going to play hard enough, and they're they're going to be quality. And they're also going to be playing loose. Really, they have nothing to lose. They can just go out and tee off on their rival and try to knock them out of the playoffs. So, yeah, in in that way, it's it's a challenge. It's going to be a challenge either way, whether they have the players. Uh, you know, well, I really doubt Lamar's going to start. Heck, he's one and three against the Steelers when he does start.
1: So they may yeah. say, "Hey, look, yeah. you know,
2: <laughs> our better our other quarterbacks do better against these guys anyway." So.
1: You know the interesting thing to me also is the fact that the offensive line is gelling over the last couple of weeks, such as it has, is really it's exciting. And you know, I, I was writing in that article about how this is taking me back again to the '89 season. But again, there's a lot of things that 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 kind of come together in the same period of time as it did, you know, 23 what, 34 years ago. How how crazy it is to see how this is all coming around. And I don't know. I find it <laughs> exciting. If you can nail this one down and get in the playoffs, I mean, could it? Could you create a bonfire like 0-5 when things started to fall into place and, and get a run into the playoffs? Uh, I, You know, the bonfire might have been created at the end of 89.
2: They might have laid the sticks down for it, uh, which culminated in 95 in the Blitzburg era. Right. Um and, and and I loved your column today, Wolf. It was fantastic uh, about synergy and and all that stuff. And and Mason is the, has been the ignition to it all. And uh, it's so it's such a great story. It's so cool, and he's so humble. You can't help but be yeah. excited for him.
1: Yes, yes.
3: Yeah. No. You have to celebrate that. And I think you know the main story of this you know, of this week should be, and the attention should be, man, the Steelers are on a roll. They're catching fire late and let's see if that fire will get extinguished or continue to blaze. That's, that, that's what it should be. But yet you, like yep. you said, we're having all these alternative narratives that are taking away from, from, from that main story because of divisive words, divisive articles in that nature. It's just do it for what it is. And I think that's, That's where we sit here today on a Wednesday before a Saturday game, which is really like a football Thursday, and we should be focusing on the positives and illuminating the good play and the team play, the fact that you've been undermanned on a defensive side of the ball and they're still churning out production to help this team win, as well as you're on your third quarterback and you're catching a stride to be able to finish off this season strong like that's that that's all the story should be but yet we get the other narratives uh, along the way well, so you well, know, we're I, shining a light I, on it
2: I, I don't think these dramas that keep cropping up regarding Pittsburgh Steelers one of the one of the most popular sports teams in the world uh, uh, which makes them um, uh, 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 which makes them clickbait targets mm. so I don't yeah. think this drama stuff is ever going to go away. You know, uh, and people get people get their clicks, and uh, it, that's all they seem to care about. I don't know if anyone cares about integrity anymore, but I know on this show they do, and that's why I love doing this show. I, I love inter- being interviewed by you guys.
1: Well, great. So, really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of integrity here. Uh, but it's not out there on Twitter. I mean, even the fans, you know, angry fans. Stuff starts to, what do they call it, an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, anger breeds more anger, and it's just way too ugly out there.
1: You know, it's a shame because what we've got is an exciting (laughs) piece of Steeler history maybe unfolding (laughs) here. You don't know. You know, I mean. Exactly. One of the thing about it is one of the callers we have is Sarcastic Sword, who I love always. Every year talks about each year is like a book, and every week is a chapter. And you've got to stick with the story as it unfolds throughout the season. And it's wonderful. It's a great perspective to have. It's what pro football is all about and how it should be enjoyed. You know, and I, I find that people that just don't seem to enjoy the journey, you know, Chuck Knoll always used to say it's not the arrival at any specific goal. It's the journey in getting there. And that's what it used to refer to the Super Bowl as. Enjoy the journey as it goes along. It's not just the Super Bowl itself, but the entire season is a journey unto itself. And you've got to be participating in that fully to be able to enjoy what the end result could be. Uh, it's, it's a metaphor for life, Wolf. You know, yeah.
2: We've got to appreciate the journey in everything we do. And football, it's, it's so great that we have this little example a uh, smaller version of life to follow. And, and you see how humility triumphs and uh, you see, you see everything. And um, I'm appreciating my journey every day. I think about my journey and what's going on right now. What's today, because uh, I mean, tragedy awaits
1: a- any moment. That's true. We're not promised tomorrow. That's for sure. Right. No doubt about it. Right. So enjoy the moment is what the whole deal is, right? And the moment yeah. is unfolding so, right now in Baltimore on Saturday.
2: It's it's a great story, and you know, uh, if they win or lose, people are still going to complain because this isn't probably isn't a Super Bowl team. So uh, you know, it's uh, with a lot of people, it's championship or nothing, or get rid of the coach. So that's that's a sad statement. I, I, I'm. I'm grateful for the excitement and the stories we have at the end of this year.
3: No. And, and, and that, and that, that, that's that's what's exciting to me as well, Wax. I think that's where the positivity is in this. And that's where the reality of the story is. I mean, when you look at just this season, it's been a season of adversity. It's been a season of change. It's been a season of injuries, but yet, where's this team right now week 18 battling for for a spot in the playoffs we're, we weren't written off like the jets like the panthers falcons saints i mean you could go down the list of teams that were eliminated early on in this process and got eliminated and the steelers are still here even with having a second year quarterback who is still technically under first year uh presumption uh as far as starting experience Um, You lose key players up the middle of your defense for extended amounts of time, starting with Cam Hayward and going on from there. Uh, So much adversity that was overcome and the resiliency that this team has shown is one of the highlights of this season. And oh, by the way, Mike Tomlin. Has never known a losing season, by the way, which also means he's in rare company with I don't know Bill Belichick, uh, George Hallis, if you've heard of him,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. just, stuck, just to name Mac, a few of those names. Yeah. You stop enraging the most of the fan base by that. They hate that statement. They think that's Mike Tomlin's mantra that he has actually come out and said all that matters is that we have a winning season. I mean, he just doesn't. He just doesn't lose. He doesn't have losing seasons, and and that's not a mantra. It's just what's happened. Yes. And so, uh, you know, and then that that, uh, creates all kind of angst for people who haven't won a playoff game with a quarterback who was 37, 38, 39 behind an offensive line that was falling apart, and uh, then uh, they bring in a rookie quarterback. I, I just don't know where they were supposed to have been this great playoff team that a coach, any good coach, would win with. And uh, you look Absolutely. at some of his losses, look at some of his losses through the previous decade. Antonio Brown was injured. Le'Veon Bell was injured. Antonio and Le'Veon were injured. Ryan Shazier was injured. I mean, this was a team that rebuilt on the fly to begin with. So they were thin. They they were good enough to be there, but they couldn't lose key players like that. And so that led to the losses. If you can point to me where they were out coached, then I'll start listening to you. But – I see it as the '76 Steelers, considered the greatest Steelers team of all time, missed Franco in his the only game, the only playoff game he ever missed. And Rocky they too. lost. Yep. They lost. Yep.
1: I believe Rocky and, well, also Rocky was done. Yeah. But,
2: but I mean, you know, you, you look at the key players. Franco only missed one game. Sure. Lambert never missed a playoff game. Uh, on down the line, you know, there Jack Ham missed 79 playoffs. Um, But other than that, and Swan was in and out with concussions at halftime of Super Bowls, I think. Right. But other than that, they've had their guys. Mel Blunt played all the time, didn't miss a game. Lambert, uh, Joe Green played all his playoff games. So uh, even the greatest teams of all time need to be healthy at playoff time.
1: Boy, that's a true statement, Wax. Absolutely true.
3: Yeah. No, I think, you know what? I think that's where we end it, Wex. I think that is a good that is a good ending point because we can go on for this conversation, you know, for the rest of the show. And I feel like you know we're all in concert, we're all on the same page and and the same harmony on this matter. And you hope that the rest of the enraged, um, you know, or feeling self afflicted individuals, hopefully, if they did <laughs> listen to it, if they do listen to our show, which I'm sure they probably don't, um, they probably wait for a headline or something of us saying something off uh off base before they actually pay attention to us but this show it's from a perspective of those who've been around it and been in this game for a long time you know and that's what this is about this is we're we're, we're not like another stations uh around the country or even in our own city uh, where you have to deal with trying to create um a narrative so that you get attention so that you get subscribers views clicks whatever you want to call it Um, You know, for us, it's just presenting the reality and from life experiences. And like you said, you've been in that locker room, you know, for decades. Wolf was in that locker room, has been around that locker room for decades. I have been in that locker room and around that locker room for decades. And it's a different perspective when you go in looking for the good as opposed to just constantly searching for the bad in something. Yes, there's going to be obvious situations, but... No, there's there's just as much good as there is bad that you can write about, and people just choose the bad because, like you said, everybody wants to watch a car crash. They they, they don't they don't want to watch the mystery of flight and how an airplane gets into the air and lands safely. <laughs> oh, <so.
1: laughs>
2: wow, that, right? just me that away. was
1: beautiful. <laughs> man, that was yeah, a well yeah.
2: put rant.
1: Very wow, good. That was Thank good. you very much.
3: day. Thank you. Muy guapo. Muy guapo. No. (laughs) Google
1: that one, buddy. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) But no, but thank you so much, Wex, for your time, as you always do, contributing to our show every Wednesday. We truly appreciate and look forward to it in the middle of the week, as always. And we'll see you next week, of course, um, as we talk about whatever the fallout may be um after this weekend's of nfl games uh have a great week and remember guys go to steelcityinsider.com also go to jimwexel.com or go to your local bookstore and get that palomalo paperback or any of the other great reads that have been produced by the great jim wexel thank you wex for your time have a great rest of your week and happy new year happy new year to you guys thank you thank you brother all right we will be back in just a few shakes of a round snake's tail since I'm in Arizona, uh, (laughs) with more here inside the locker room here on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and SNR Radio.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, here's the thing that really bothers me, okay? So,
1: yesterday, Minka didn't practice, didn't go through the walkthrough. Boy, if you're, if you're not able to make it through the walkthrough and you've missed the past two games, it looks like uh, we're going to be down Minka. Also, um, Landon Roberts didn't practice either, so I would think uh, he's probably down. I think Trenton Thompson's already down. Not sure. So I thought, you know, trying yeah. to get some help coming off the, you know, the injured ranks. Uh, I thought, I was hoping that uh, Minka be available this weekend, but uh, apparently he's not going to be able. to – Well, at least as of yesterday, he didn't practice. So we'll see what today does and move from there.
3: Well, you know, the biggest thing, Wolf, as long as by tomorrow,
1: <laughs> yeah, if
3: by tomorrow miraculously uh he's ready to go that's that that's what we have up until then so yeah it, it's tough on you know on a quote unquote Tuesday which is a football Wednesday not to be ready to go but really the timeline is where is he at by Thursday before Friday hopping on the team playing to fly out to Baltimore
1: oh I'm so that, confused yeah <laughs>
3: I know right I, it, you're
0: the short up a week, day you day and I'm all messed up
3: yeah you carry the one yeah 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 the additional hours and then blah 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 anyways yeah because we play Saturday so we always go on a Sunday schedule but you're right I mean but by tomorrow afternoon we should we, we should have a better sense and he has today and tomorrow um, to see how he feels and to work out whatever kinks and bugs it is um if he is able to go or not and you know like you said it, we would love to have him considering the guys who, who are who are not available. Uh, but at the same time, as we've always done, right, next man up and, you know, the train keeps moving. So I think, you know, we want to watch and monitor that. I hope he can because I would love for him to come back on the field, especially for this of all games, even though the weather looks very, very questionable, uh, to say the least, since Wes pointed it to my attention and since I have to start packing
1: tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> well, you got another game too, right? I mean, you got yeah. a, a twofer. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I got a two for this weekend. So you know, we we'll have Steelers Ravens Saturday afternoon, and then I have to fly to Green Bay. I'm doing uh, Green Bay Chicago for ESPN uh, on Sunday afternoon. So both games playoff like atmospheres. Can't wait to see it against division fear. You know, very fearsome division rivals. So I'm gonna have a good game call weekend, and it's gonna be a you know a, on top of an already interesting anxiety field uh, football weekend because we're going to have to wait all the way potentially until the night game on Sunday evening to see what happens. Um, I mean, we do have a couple of different scenarios um, right. that, that can yep. that can be looked at. And, you know, well, I think we'll get into that in the last segment. We'll go through all of the permutations of the
1: week 18 playoff
3: scenario because I don't think we can do it in enough time here.
1: <laughs> no doubt about it. How about you with the weather? The weather can go from bad to worse for you. I mean, yeah, Baltimore exactly. To exactly. Green Bay. Yeesh. Yeah. First of all, it's like 97 percent of chance of rain at
3: 40 degree high in Baltimore. Oof. To then go to Green Bay, where the high is 33 degrees, <gasps> uh, <laughs> no snow, but we keep the windows open during those games because oh, oh, I've, oh. had, I've had another game in Green Bay earlier this year against the Rams. So I'm just like, oh man, I'm like Lambo in January. <laughs> you avoid that like the plague. And I'm going right into right the heart of it. So, as long as it stays precipitation-free, I should be fine. But it's still going to be a very chilly, windy uh, game call.
1: You know what was interesting was I remember the last time we were up in Green Bay, I think it was the Packers had uh, one of their Super Bowl team reunions. and um, Oh, yeah. Remember? And they were yeah. introducing the guys. And do you remember when they introduced Brett Favre and the place just exploded? I mean, oh, man, like, it, it, was I wonder who would get the bigger applause. Would it be Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Favre. Yeah, I, I got a feeling. I think I yeah, think Favre yeah. is the more Aaron, favorite.
3: Aaron, Aaron, well, Aaron rubbed people wrong the last couple of years and why it led to his unceremonious exit um, from Green Bay, just the complaints over the last couple of years uh, as he was leaving out. And that kind of soured a lot of people's opinion about him. Because, I mean, like you said, you look at it, career very similar to Brett Favre's right. Right. Um, but Brett was just more endeared by, by the fans. You know, Aaron's play more so endeared the fans versus his personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surprise, news flash. Air <laughs> Aaron's very hot and cold. <laughs> yeah. True.
1: Yeah. True. So but so you, yeah. I gotta say this, it's it's a fun place to play. You know, Green Bay. Just there's so much history. That surrounds that that uh, you know organization. It is really, um, you know, one of the original uh, members of the NFL, right? I got yeah, one of the old yeah. original members. Of course, Title Town and all the things that uh, Vince Lombardi era brought in. It's it's a pretty cool place because it's a sleepy little town, um, as compared to you know the New York cities and so forth, and you know L.A. that sort of thing. But Green Bay is uh, historically. I really enjoy when we go up there, because it, it's kind of like a walk back into history.
3: No, it, it is. And it, it's such, it, it, you know, the funny thing that I always try and make this comparison, it's, it's a small college town with an NFL team put right in the middle of it. Yeah. So yeah. if you could imagine that, cause that's what it is. Like, it's just, it's normal buildings around it. Now there's gotten a couple of bigger buildings, obviously the title town USA building, the Hudson center, and then you have that Lodge Kohler, which one of these days I'm gonna stay at. I'm gonna stay at that hotel. I'm gonna get enough uh, credit uh, or you know tenure to get, to get a which room hotel? there. If I have to call another guy, the 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 Lodge Kohler.
1: Lodge. Kohler. Uh,
3: and why that sounds familiar? Kohler, uh, the toilet company, or yeah. yeah, bathroom manufacturer. I guess you would say because they do do sinks and stuff. Okay. Um, they have a hotel that's right across from the stadium, like a hundred yards from the stadium but the rooms and the spa in this place wolf will make your head spin Really? Um, because it's like it's all like the highest technology and all that. like i looked at pictures of it and a couple of my a couple of my buddies have stayed there really? and just ran it and raved about it. so i was like well, let me just see these pictures it looks amazing it looks phenomenal in there and i'm like maybe one day i'll have en- i'll have enough you know cred or street cred um, with with <laughs> my various jobs that I work, that I'll actually get one of those because it seems like I go to Green Bay like every year to call a game, right? Uh, for for ESPN, so hopefully eventually I'll get to stay there. But um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a fun place. Of course, I love cheese, so anytime you get to go to cheese, you know, Cheese World, um, aka the entire state of Wisconsin, um, is always a fun thing because I like to go to like little farms where they do the fresh sweet, sque- you know, the fresh cheese curds that squeak, right? Um, and. You know, just go there. And one of my favorite places, Cheesesteak Rebellion up there, they have a phenomenal cheesesteak, by the way. They do a surf and turf one that has, like, the sliced ribeye and got shrimp in there. I got to take oh. you to Cuba,
1: New York, my friend, for the Cuba Cheese House. I'm telling you what, Ooh, that's unbelievable. Yes. You talk about every sort of cheese curd you could want, every sort of cheese variation. It's The the Cuba Cheese House is well known.
3: Yeah, see, see I, I, yeah, you've been talking about this. And the next time we go to Buffalo, which I mean, two out of three years I've been working here, we've been there. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't wait for the next time. Jesus. We will make sure that we are there early. Cheese
0: Max, did you have you been to Stadium View in Green Bay?
3: Um, that's like one of the restaurants
0: no. that's right there. By oh, Lambert right across Field. the street. Yeah. yeah,
3: you know it's always so packed. I can never get in there um because it it, you can't do reservations right and it's waitlisted. it's like trying to get into
0: permane's on a Steelers sunday you know what i mean yeah exactly exactly so who's who's
1: heavier than you
0: come on oh geez (laughs) come on you're a big guy Hey, l- l-
3: listen. If you've seen some of those Wisconsin's, they- they've been they've been doing beer and cheese for oh, a long yeah, time. That's true. They got yeah. some big, can't compete they got some big with some of those pounders. Up there, okay, you're <laughs> yeah. right. Some
1: of those cheese whoppers. The guys up there.
3: that yeah, some of those guys that wear the overalls but no shirts. You know what I'm talking oh, about. I got yeah. you. Yeah,
1: Junior Samples. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I'm probably i probably maybe a little bit far. I'm probably in the top ten, but not quite at the top of that list. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, you might not even be in the top ten, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being honest, probably. Full disclosure, no. I mean, because little rascal scooters can get in there. So, yeah, no, there's an opportunity there. <laughs> All
1: right. Let's go to break, and we're going to come back because we got the bell lap coming up. It's going to be Max taking it home for the day. And uh, you, we appreciate you. You've been listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas coming back after this.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford Store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Hey, 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 West, 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 Crack, 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 Crack. Yes. What time is it?
0: Ding ding. Bell lap time!
3: <laughs> That's right, we are in the bell lap, of course. For everybody else, that is your early lunch warning signal that we have fired off. Of course, for Wesley Euler, it's only the halfway mark of this day because he still has more work to do. But guess what Wolf and I don't have to. Well, technically, Wolf does not have to do. I, I forgot. I still have to go see your brother today. Oh, that's um, right. Don I love him. I will tell him, tell him you love him. And I will play telephone tomorrow there you and go. let you know his, 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 his words, his which I'm pretty sure are the same spoiler yeah. alert. Tell him I love him. He yeah. loves you too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Newsflash, yep. newsflash, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I did want to talk about uh playoff permutations playoffs. and scenarios. Playoffs. That's right. Since we can now say that uh, Jim Mora, because it is week 18. So we can talk about it. Cause after this, it is playoffs. Yes. Um, So this came from NFL stats and research. So it's not coming off the top of my gourd in case anybody was wondering, but um, it was going through the AFC AFC seeding permutations uh, based on the relevancy of games, um, assuming no ties and 50 50 win loss rate for each game. So you have 32 permutations, right? Of how this can get produced. And there's a number of how many that they actually have on this. So for the one seed, Surprise, surprise, the Ravens. All 32 permutations have the Ravens as the number one seed because they've locked up the number one seed. Um, Afterwards, this is where it gets interesting, and this is where we care, guys. This is the we care segment um, of of this exercise. The number two seed, it can either be the Bills or the Dolphins. That is split at 16 out of 32, so 16 and 16 between the Bills and the Dolphins being the number two seed. Uh, Three seed, the Chiefs are firmly planted at the number three seed, even though they've had this precipitous fall off um, in the last last month and a half. Uh, Four seed, this is where it gets interesting again. This is where we care. Jaguars, 16 of the permutations are Jags at the four seed, with the Texans having eight permutations and the Colts having eight of them. This is barring that Jacksonville loses and the winner of the Texans and the Colts um, assumes that position with the Jacksonville loss. Uh, Browns, no surprise there. They clinched the highest wild card seed at five. Number six seed. This is where it gets interesting again. Dolphins have half of the permutations being a six seed, assuming they they fall to the Bills, and they are and and, and they're still in the playoffs. They've assumed a the playoff seed is just whether. It is. Bills is all-or-nothing approach. So if the Bills don't win, they're not in the playoffs. And that's where you insert Steelers. Because at 6th seed, 4 permutations say the Texans go to the 6th seed. 4 permutations say the Colts go to the 6th seed. 4 permutations say the Steelers go to the 6th seed. And the last permutation, the Bills at 4 as well. So that's where you first start hearing the Steelers. No higher than six. Then, of course, in the 7th seed... Steelers lead the way out of the permutations or calculations. We have 12 assumed uh, votes or calculations for the 7th seed, whereas the Bills have 8, the Texans have 4, the Colts have 4, and the Jaguars have 4. So you're looking at the Steelers falling into those calculations in either the 6th or the 7th seed. Now here's here's the contingency and how that shapes up. That shapes up with... (laughs) All right. All I'm, right. Follow, I'm tracking.
1: So, no, I'm not.
3: You, 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 you've lost it, but it's okay. It's This, okay. this, this is the easier You got exercise. it. That's all that matters. Yeah. So the Steelers clinch a playoff berth with, there's three different scenarios where the Steelers can clinch a, a playoff berth. It's we win at Baltimore and Jacksonville loses at Tennessee, which can't happen because right. Jacksonville's looked terrible the last month. Um, Second permutation: Win at Baltimore and Buffalo loses at Miami. Okay, um, that is one that could happen, but Miami has a bunch of, has a bunch of injuries, so it'll be very interesting to see how that happens. And then the third is Jacksonville loses at Tennessee, Denver beats the the Raiders, and Houston Indianapolis does not end in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> but we know what that's like. Yes, we do. Yeah. we do. Stranger things have happened yes. in the NFL season. Um, so, so those are the three different scenarios where the Steelers get into the playoffs. Uh, you know, Let I, me li- ask I you like something. the first and second more. Yeah. But more than the third. I was going to say the third.
1: <laughs> I mean, the whole Russell Wilson thing is a mess.
3: Oh, it is.
1: I mean, it is, it is know, an absolute yeah. mess.
3: And and how they're doing that, and you know, the Sean Payton Russell Wilson friction that's been going seemingly you know all year. I mean, it started in the offseason, right? Um,
1: and Do you know what and triggered it, that well, whole yeah. thing? What was that? You know, with the Russ Wilson thing. You know, with uh, Sean Payton. No. no, what happened? No, that's what I was asking you. No, I I, I don't know. I mean, because oh, okay. it, it kind
3: of came out of nowhere. And I want to say that it was Russell Wilson, I think, came in the building early in the offseason and was talking to Sean. I think he made some statements and Sean didn't like that. Oh. And and then they had like early friction, and then you know when the play was kind of suspect or not up to par to what Sean expected the play to be, right? That's when you heard the grumblings, and he was talking about guys need to do this and that, and pointing it directly at Russell. Then the then his play picked up, and then you know he's on the sidelines, you know, a few weeks later, and Sean's yelling at him about a play call. Okay. Um. So so yeah. So it's just been steaming, and I think for Sean. This is one where he was he was hoping that the play would have been so bad that they could have justified getting rid of him because they signed him to a lot of lot of money, which lot of in, Walmart world, in Walmart world. and Walmart World is it's a drop in the bucket. But right. I mean for the NFL world, still a large sum of money. And you know, they haven't gotten the instant production that they were expecting. And so now to save themselves, I think it was 27 or 37 million. They are they're they're trying. It's like an injury guarantee. They're trying to guarantee that he won't be injured (laughs) by March by not playing him uh, from a football related injury standpoint. So it's kind of it's kind of messed up. The NFLPA sending out statements and talking about the legality of that and how it violates CBA and you know and of course they're they're, they're, they're saying they don't care. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a dumpster fire out there. So Mm -hmm. you know that's one where I look at it and I'm like a Denver win at Las Vegas when I think Las Vegas has played some pretty amazing football. Um and Antonio Pierce has just done a great job there with rallying the troops and I think they'll be lathered up for that one. Um just to end any, you know, end on a high note. Hopefully Antonio Pierce, you know, gets hired full time uh, and they don't have a Basaccia situation where, you know, after you get rid of Gruden, Basaccia takes you to the playoffs and right. and then you do, and then you don't retain him as the head coach and you bring in Josh McDaniels and that was that was a floundering uh, flying bag of poop, and and now now you're with AP. So hopefully they don't make the same mistake twice. But it is the Raiders, so I, I I can't give them too much credit. Right. Um. But yeah, but that 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 that. So that's where we're at. It was playoff seedings was what I was talking about, and that is what I'm going to end on. We have three different ways we can get into the playoffs, but like you said, none of the
1: <laughs> all need some. Oh. Well- Max, you're dropping on us. <laughs> oh, hello,
3: no. hello. What you guys do at <laughs> oh, the end wait, of the he's show? He's there. He's
1: back. He's back. We got you're him.
3: are back. Good. Oh, gosh. Wow. We better sign off quick uh, yeah, before here we, we go. lose <laughs> I know. Hey, same black and gold channel, same black and gold time. We'll be here tomorrow. Uh, he's Craig Wolfley. I'm Max Starks. He's Wesley Euler. Another guy in the back there is good old CJ, Junior Ninja in Training, Brian La Martina, the sensei. Go make it a great day, and we'll talk to you
1: tomorrow. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately.